And so the final division for these off-season focus videos is the Southwest, and we'll start with the Houston Rockets. They went 44 and 28. They lost in the second round to the Lakers in five. They have Chandler, Cephalosha, Caboclo, Jeff Green, and Damari Carroll, all as unrestricted free agents. Austin Rivers has a player option. David Nwaba has a team option. They then have no draft picks, which is what sort of leads us into this off-season focus. So their situation in terms of their salaries and obviously no draft picks is a complete disaster. Westbrook probably wants out. I'm sure Harden isn't happy with the direction and the future of this team. So for me, I'm doing a full reset. I'm trading Harden, I'm trading Westbrook, I'm trying to get anything I can for those two guys, get some draft picks, get some young guys and just start again because the situation they find themselves in is not a good one. The Dallas Mavericks went 43 and 32. They lost to the Clippers in the first round in six. They have Lee, Berea, MKG and Burke all as unrestricted free agents, then Hardaway and Corley Stein both have player options. They then have the 18th and 31st pick in the draft. So similar to the Heat, Dallas should ensure they're preserving cap space this offseason so they can be in the race for Giannis should he become available next summer. Then I would re-sign um, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist as well as Trey Burke, who were both pretty good last season. Then with the 18th pick, I'd target Desmond Bain, who's a guard forward out of TCU. He has a really nice looking jumper. He didn't hit three-pointers at a high rate. Last season in college, he shot 32%, yet he shot 84% from the free throw line. So normally that would indicate, just due to the high percentage from the free throw line, that those three-point percentage numbers are more of an outlier, and he actually is a good shooter. So I'd expect it more likely than not to translate to the NBA as being a pretty consistent threat from deep. Then on top of that, he has good motor. He's really good at moving off the ball, which fits perfectly in the Dallas offense. He does have... Um, some flaws defensively that he needs to work on and develop but overall his offensive contribution I think will work really nicely for the Mavericks. The Memphis Grizzlies went 34 and 39. They were very close to making the playoffs but they didn't. They lost in the playing games to Portland. They have Tolliver, Melton as well as Josh Jackson, unrestricted free agents. Then Jonte Porter has team option and Jonte Porter is the brother of Michael Porter Jr. from Denver. They then have the 40th pick in the draft. So there's obviously a lot to like from this Memphis team, a lot to build off and work with. Really helps that Ja Morant was a big hit. He's going to be a star. They then have to ensure that they're focusing on developing not only Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr. and then probably Justice Winslow is their next most important piece. He's still only 24, young. He's battled injuries most of his career um, when he was with Miami. And the only real signing that I think you'd want to make is re-sign D'Anthony Melton. He was very good since coming across from Phoenix, held the court really well when um, Morant was off, and he's only 22. So really like his, him as a piece and as a contributor. So it's just about developing what you have in-house. There's not too much movement they can do in terms of the draft or free agency. The San Antonio Spurs went 32 and 39. They didn't qualify for the playoffs. They have Bellinelli, Pirtle and Forbes as unrestricted free agents. DeMar DeRozan then has a player option. They then have the 11th and 41st pick in this draft. So first priority re-signing for the Spurs would be Jakob Pirtle. He's been a nice piece since coming across in the Kawhi Leonard trade with Toronto. I would then assess the marketplace for what you could get for DeMar DeRozan. He's been in, uh, put out there in the rumor mill. Potentially the Lakers has been a name that's been thrown out. 
something to monitor in the coming weeks. As well as that, I may as well check and see what you can get from Lamarcus Aldridge. He's 34-35. Maybe a team that feels like they're one piece away can go for him. You might be able to get some young pieces back. You might be able to get a few draft picks. But I think for the Spurs, their direction has to be building around the young guys. So DeJounte Murray, Lonnie Walker, Keldon Johnson, Jakob Pertl, if you re-sign him. And then with your 11th pick, I would target Patrick Williams out of Florida State. So he's the youngest player in the draft. He's been rising up draft boards. He's 6'8", 225 pounds, almost the ideal body for that power forward position. He can come in as an elite athlete. He is a really good shooter as well. So there's obviously a lot to work with if you're able to draft him because he's got so much potential, so much growth, and he'd fit in nicely with that Spurs young core group that I just mentioned. The New Orleans Pelicans went 30 and 42. They didn't qualify for the playoffs. They have Derek Favors, Etwan and Moore, Jalil Okafor, Frank Jackson, Kenrich Williams, all as unrestricted free agents. Brandon Ingram is then a restricted free agent. They then have the 13th, 39th, 42nd, and 60th pick in this draft. So they then have a new coach at Stan Van Gundy. So I expect this team to be much better defensively this season. I would then prioritize obviously re-signing Brandon Ingram. He showed that winning most improved player last year. He's a guy that can take the next step. I would then also re-sign Frank Jackson. He's been a really big piece off the bench and he's still young. Then with that 13th pick, I'd target a guy like Aaron Naismith out of Vanderbilt. He's a 6'6 wing, can play the two or three, defends at a really high level, is a really good knockdown shooter as well in the perimeter. And with Eton Moore potentially leaving as a free agent, JJ Reddick's getting older being 35, 36, bringing in a guy like Naismith to the group can only help. 